What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to The Booch Cast. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, we have a classic episode for you guys today. This is uh, one that's definitely a major milestone in the history of The Booch Cast. If you followed me from the Blog Talk Radio days, if you were with us back when we were on SoundCloud, you are familiar with this episode. But for those of you who are new to The Booch Cast, our anchor, our Spotify, our Breaker, our Google Podcast listeners out there, you probably don't know about this episode. Which is why I brought it here for your enjoyment. But this is an interview that I did many years ago with the one and only wrestling legend, Buff the Stuff Bagwell. Now, as I've mentioned many, many times before, most people know my history with Buff Bagwell over the years. Uh, Buff and I met in UCW. We became friends. We did a podcast together back in the day, the Buff and Booch cast. I played some classic interviews here on the show that you can still check out, and I still have plenty that are saved on my computer that will be released at a later date. And then, of course, you guys know that I am currently the manager 
for Buff Bagwell. That's right. I am Buff Bagwell's manager. Uh, you'll notice I put that on my Twitter page. I've mentioned it here on the Boochcast a few times. Uh, you'll notice on Buff Bagwell's Twitter and Instagram accounts. Um, you'll notice my email and my cell number are up there. For anyone who is interested in booking Buff Bagwell uh, for any kind of event, whether it's a wrestling event, an autograph signing, uh, a festival, a fair, whatever you guys are doing, if you want to book Buff Bagwell for your event... Uh, even if you're a comedy club and you want to book him, because I know Buff has talked about uh, wanting to get into stand-up comedy because of uh, all the great stories that he tells, because he is a master storyteller. Uh, you can message me or email me the information, and uh, I will pass it along to Buff, and we will get him booked for your event and make it happen. But if you're interested in booking Buff Bagwell, please don't hesitate to contact me. That being said, uh, this interview that you guys are about to hear is the first time I ever spoke to Buff Bagwell. So I should preface this. During this interview, Buff and I do not know each other yet. We have not become friends. We have not worked on a podcast together. I was not his manager during this time. During this time, I was just a fan who got the chance to interview him to promote a UCW show that he was doing in McDonough, Georgia. And at the time, uh, Jerry Truman was my co-host. He got to take part in this interview with me, and he was just as excited as I was to get the chance to talk to Buff Bagwell. Now, this interview is not quite as long as other interviews I've done in the past. And that's because Buff was pressed for time because he had a lot of other things to do during that day. So we only got a little bit of a window to talk to him, but we did everything we could to make it count. So sit back and enjoy as the Booch teams up with his longtime friend, Jerry Truman, to chat with the one and only Buff the Stuff. Bagwell. Hello, Buff. Vinny Bucci and Jerry. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Hey, we're doing great. How are you today? Good. I want to say thank you so much for uh, taking time to uh, talk to us today, and um, we're real excited for your uh, for your show tonight uh, with Universal Championship Wrestling at the uh, Cyclone Nation in McDonough, Georgia, and we know it's a uh, free admission with uh, school supplies to donate to the benefit the uh, children of the Haven House. The nation is, is really behind all that, and they're real excited about it. And so am I. Anytime, dude, I get a chance to, you know, step up and help help some kids out, man. That's a big deal to me. It always has been. Anybody that knows anything about my, my career, I've always gone to children's hospitals and things when I had a chance. There's never been a, a person contact me that I didn't go and speak to a person that was in, in trouble or something. I just... I never forgot where I come from, and it's not because I'm something special. I think it's because of the way my parents raised me. I just was raised to be a well-bettered kid and, and do the right thing, you know, and doing the right thing a lot of times is uh, giving back, and uh, that's what we're trying to do here. And, um, and we understand that, um, you know, and, of course, it's Universal Championship Wrestling. Um, just out of curiosity, um, how long have you worked with Universal Championship Wrestling? I've been, I've been with them. I've been on the independent circuit now for probably, uh, you know, um, I'd say – uh, 15 years, and I've been with them probably probably the entire time. But with independents, there's several different companies that you wrestle for uh, in the independent organizations. You just you wrestle for different companies. It's not like WCW or WWF. It's you wrestle for, you know, 10 different companies, and, you know, you just basically, the ones that do the best, you go keep going back to, and Universal Championship Wrestling is always been one that's been one of the best. So I've always gone back to them back, and, you know, I've always had to steady contact with them. 
And I know that when you were with Universal, uh, one of the matches you had was when you uh, you reunited with Scott Steiner at a Super Clash, and you were facing Luke Gallows and Brody Chase. And I just want to ask, uh, how did it feel to have a wrestling match at your old high school, Sprayberry High School? Uh, it was actually pretty cool, you know, to go back to where I grew up, where I started the thing, where I you know to high school at, and have a have a, it was kind of like, you know depressing on one mark, to be to be totally honest with you, but on another mark. I thought it was very exciting and very cool because, you know, this business is every business with, when it comes to acting or, or you know, entertainment. It, it's, it's got its ups and downs, of course. And, 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 and this is no different. Pro wrestling is no different. And you can sit there and be depressed about being at your high school, wrestling at your high school. You can be excited and, and it'd be a cool thing. And I took it as an exciting, cool thing. And I was back at my high school wrestling when, in front of the people that, you know, I used to be a kid watching the same thing. So it was, it was awful fun to me. Did you have any, like, former teachers or, or high school principal that was the principal and you were there, like, in the audience? The head coach is who, is who uh, uh, was, my back, was the backup to me at, at, at uh, my position, which was fullback, and I got hurt my junior year, and so he actually beat me out of my position my senior year. That's the head coach of Sprayberry. So I got a lot of people there I still know. So, yeah, and you said in high school, I remember you said you talked about you played football, baseball, and you did amateur wrestling. Um, in terms of football and baseball, because obviously you went pro with wrestling, uh, did you ever, was there ever a point in your life where you aspired to pursue, like, maybe I'll, maybe I'll play in the NFL or the MLB? Yeah, a shadow of a doubt. The problem, my problem was uh, my parents had money, and that's that sounds like a you know not like a problem, but it was because we were going to work for our parents. We were going to we were going to work for the lumberyard. We were going to be you know we were going to work for Southeastern Business Supplies, what it was called. And my parents owned a, a very successful lumber business throughout the seventies and eighties that we, me and my two brothers, were all going to work for. So we all had very big scholarships and possibilities to go to schools. But when your parents have money and you got an option of either going to school and being a freshman again and starting over or going to work for your rich parents, when you're 18 years old, it's pretty much I'm going to go work for my rich parents. The problem is when I had to make that decision, Mine was when I, the year I graduated. My brothers were already working there. They already gave up their scholarships, went to work for my parents. I'd already give up, you know, trying to get a good, you know, grade point average and all that, and because uh, I was going to work for my parents. And so, but my parents went broke in 1988, my senior year, and so you know, I was like, now what? And I ended up getting into wrestling, you know. So it was just a very lucky, a very lucky fall for me. But I ended up getting into something very successful. Yeah. So when one door closes, another one opens. Yeah, exactly. I was, I was very, I was very lucky for 31 years, and then when I was 31 is when you know, kind of everything kind of caved in on me as far as you know, WWF and WWF merged, and WWF really didn't want any of us there, and so it was kind of a tough time for me. So. And now, during your time in WCW, which I admit, during the Monday Night Wars, I was on the, the WCW side. So I was big fans of you and Steiner when you guys teamed up in the NWO together. You guys were always had this amazing chemistry. So I just got to ask, what was your personal favorite moment working with Scott Steiner in the NWO? 
Man, a personal favorite moment, uh, I think, was just the, the scene we did when we did all the wheelchair scenes when I'd act hurt and we'd go, you know, do the kind of the wheelchair spots where I'd go out and, you know, we'd fall out and act like I was hurt and, you know, just, just mess with the crowd. And through the week, me and Scotty Steiner were pulling things out of our hats that were absolutely, unbelievably funny and good stuff. And, um, and we, once again, it's not that we were so great, it was because we had a great platform. You know, you put yourself on money now. TV at 8 o'clock at night on Monday night, every Monday, that's a great platform to be on. So we gave them a great, a great storyline each Monday. I know that when you were in WCW, um, you know, you were, you won like six tag team titles. You were, you had great moments in the NWO and you also had a lot of great segments. I remember your mom was in a lot of storylines. Uh, who came up with the idea to use your mom in, in storyline? Rick Steiner. That was sort of his idea. Uh, it was completely his idea, and it, and it ended up working real good, and she became real popular with the, the whole thing. And uh, But, yeah, it was Rick Steiner's idea. I know you said before, like, when you left WWE, when you were when you were fired, you said you had no idea uh, why you had gotten fired. And then after you left, rumors started – there were all these rumors that were coming around the Internet. Like, like there was one where you had an altercation with Shane Helm. One was um, where you faked an injury. And then another one where they said your mom was calling the WWE on your behalf and stuff. And I was just curious, how did these rumors start, and was there any truth to any of them? There was absolutely – the only truth about any of them was Shane Helms. But uh, anyone, anyone that were any of the truth behind – were so stupid. For example, two weeks going to the WWF and you're Marcus Bagwell trying to make it in another business, why would I have my mother call to get me out of shows? <laughs> That's real. I, I never understood that rule, but it stuck pretty solid. But why would I do that? Number two, why would I fake an injury two weeks into the business of trying to break over into another company of showing them that I'm a team player and everything? The only one that's true, but I don't think you get fired for it, was I got in a fist fight with Shane Helms at a wrestling school. He was a pro wrestler. Was he getting a fist fight? I don't think you get fired for that, do you? Not at all. He didn't get fired. Absolutely. It's just that... Is that when you hear rumors on the internet, it's nice. It's nice to actually find the person and get their side of the story. That's really why I asked that question. Sure, sure. And believe it or not, the mother one stuck the most. But like I said, the two towns I was out of was it was Augusta and Birmingham. Why would I call to get out of Augusta and Birmingham? Two days before Monday Night Raw in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, it just don't make any sense. It just, it really just makes no sense at all. I believe in all my heart. Here's what people don't know. We wrestled into Washington seven days before. Back up. Me and Booker T wrestled in Tacoma, Washington. Okay? That was the first match of the invasion. Seven days later, which nobody talks about and nobody knows, was in Atlanta, Georgia. Now, if you're the owner of WCW or WWF, and your choice is to put a Booker T and Buff Bag on a match, are you going to put them in Tacoma, Washington, or are you going to wait a week and put them in Atlanta? So we, one week before anybody came up with any of these rumors, me and Booker smelled crap going, why are they putting this on TV a week before Atlanta? So we smelled crap way before anybody else did. So my honest opinion and my honest answer is they knew something a week before I got fired, like, we're not going to do this angle anymore. We're going to fire Bagel next week. I think they already had it planned, or why would they do it? We went out and Tacoma, Washington, and got booed out of the building. Or they could have waited seven days, 
did the invasion, and we would have got sheared out of the building and had a great match. But instead, they waited and did it a week before. It just didn't make any sense. These are things nobody brings up because I think nobody adds it up and remembers it. Exactly, because I, I saw that match, and it, and it was amazing. Like, both of you like brought out the best in each other that night. And then there was that storyline where it looked like you were defecting to the WWF side, and they just didn't follow up with it. Yeah, and it didn't you know, it really made sense. So we just smelt something was going on, and we didn't know what. But once again, you don't go around asking when you're one week in the business. You just go, okay, this is what they want. This is what I'll do. Okay, yes, sir, no, sir, you know. Exactly. And now I know after WCW and that brief stint in the WWE, you made a few appearances for TNA. Um, how come you were never there full time? Uh, that would be a question that you would know better answer than me, dude. It makes no sense to me at all. Why would you not have Buzz Bagwell on TNA programming. I have no idea to this day why, and there is no reason. Uh, I don't really know why. I wish I did. I have some closure in my brain, but I don't. I've got no idea why you wouldn't bring Buff Bagwell for TNA. It's a no-brainer. If the money was right, it wasn't a ridiculous, you know, low figure. Of course, I would be part of them. I'd love to be part of the, uh, TNA again. So, and of course, like I said, you wanna, you've been the WWE champion six times, and you've had like five different partners. Um, is is there a I would say like, um, you know, you've been with the Patriot. You guys did the Stars and Stripes, Scotty Riggs. You guys are the American Male. Uh, Tom Zank, Two Cold Scorpio. Um, do you have a? Do you have a, out of the five? Do you have a favorite tagging partner? Like one that was like, I had so much fun with that guy. Yeah, I think Scotty Steiner was probably the best. I mean, yeah, a lot of good, you know, a lot of good people there that I was able to be tagging partners with and stuff. It's me and Scotty really clicked the best. Uh, Jerry, we got a question. Uh, yeah, what's up, Buff? This is uh, Jerry, and I wanted to uh, ask, how did you meet up with Scotty Riggs? Uh, he he was in the company, and they wanted to, um, the angle. I came up with this angle of the American male type thing I was trying to show them would work with, you know, baby faces didn't have goatees and baby faces back then didn't wear earrings and baby faces didn't have that edgy look. Um, but I told them that, you know, that they did. It worked, you know, that would work that way. So we came up with a deal with American Males where we had goatees, which was unheard of for a baby face to have hair on his face. And, and this is, you know, this is the early 90s and and, um, and it was just a little more edgy to it. But um, I, I, I'm the one that came up with his name and everything. Uh, um, that's when Lethal Weapon, this that came out. And, you know, Martin Riggs was uh, uh, Mel Gibson's name. And that's, I was like that name Riggs, so I'm the one that thought of Scotty Riggs' name and just kind of created our team, you know, kind of created the whole American Mel thing. And they put it on TV and we had a good little run with it. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, do you have any, uh, now obviously since you're in the independent uh, circuit, you you also meet a lot of young uh, up-and-coming wrestlers in the business. Um, do you have any advice for uh, young up-and-comers that are working in the business right now? Yeah. Don't get in it. Okay, that's interesting. I, I, I'm, being, I'm being honest. It's just, it's a, it's a, it'd be like saying, uh, you know, uh, it'd be like saying during during this past little, uh, you know, economy thing we had going on to open a lumber business. You, you you wouldn't want to do that with houses that were sitting and not getting built. Same thing with wrestling. There's one company, or let's just say there's one and a half companies out there. You, you don't want to get in a, you don't want to get into a business when it's at its at its lowest right now. It's not like it's at its, you know, it's not like it's booming like it was in the 80s and 90s. And so if a person came up to me and asked me for advice to get into business, what would my advice be? 
and my advice would be to get into something else. Now, three years from now, if there's another company and things turned around a little bit, I'd, I'd give that I'd give that guy different advice. If this was WCW back in the heyday, I'd say go to the power plant and and you know, and I'd give him the number to go. But this ain't those times, so my advice would be not to get in this business to get into something else. I see, and um, is and then so obviously you got the uh, the Cycle Nation and McDonough tonight. Uh, is there anything we can anything else we can expect from uh, Buff Bagwell in the future? Uh, there's a lot of things, you know. There's the, the show American Gigolo. I've been I'm just taping the sixth season coming up with them. Um, that's a show Showtime that I've been on. Uh, you know, TMZ seems to be um, really trying to kind of give me a little bit of help with rebirthing, you know, Buff Bagwell again. And and just basically when you're in a situation of being a Buff Bagwell at the age of 44, you just try to keep your name back out there, you know, and try to you know um, get a, a movie spot here and there. And me and my agent work every day and trying to figure out another way to get back out there again and that's what we do we uh, wrestle you know full time but in the times that we're not wrestling we try to think of things to do to you know to, to, to keep my name out there and keep it alive that's awesome ladies and gentlemen uh this is buff bagwell you can see him tonight at the cycle nation in mcdonough georgia for ucw showdown it's free admission with a school supply donation to benefit the haven house and buff i really want to take the time to really thank you for uh like I said, thanks again for taking time out of your, uh, you know, busy schedule to talk to me. Absolutely no problem. I really, really appreciate you guys calling, and hopefully we'll see you guys there tonight. If not, there's one thing everybody can expect by coming out is you get a chance to really sit. Independent shows are so much better than than big shows because you're able to really sit down, talk to the wrestlers, shake our hands, ask us questions, and I'm a huge people person. I love people. I love talking to people. And, and and in this business, you know, um, you don't get that a whole lot of chances to sit down and talk to wrestlers and ask that question you've always wanted to ask. So come on out. It's, it's good, clean fun. It's a G-rated show, and it, it just is a lot. It's a fun for the family, and you get to ask some questions that maybe you always wanted to ask that wrestler. Absolutely. And Buff, like I said, as a huge wrestling fan, like I said, I grew up watching WCW and watching you and Steiner in the NWO, and to, to have you actually call into the show is, is a huge honor for me, and I really want to thank you again. Well, thank you guys so much. You guys have a great Great day. All right, you too, Buff. Bye-bye. All right, and that, ladies and gentlemen, was my first ever interview with Buff the Stuff Bagwell. Um, it was kind of a short, sweet, and to the point because, again, uh, Buff was very pressed for time, so I tried to get as much of my questions in as I possibly could. Uh, there were some questions I wish I could have elaborated more on at that time, but like I said, it just wasn't in the cards. But I don't feel bad about it because, as I mentioned before, you know, eventually, you know, Buff and I, after that interview, uh, we started working more uh, wrestling shows together we started becoming friends we did the buff and boots cast which strengthened our friendship even more uh currently today i'm his manager so i get to hear more stories about buff in a day than i would have if i did an hour-long podcast so you know getting to be a uh, buff's friend is um even a-, a greater feeling than saying i got to interview him on my show you know because at the time that was my uh that was my biggest uh brag in the business at that time was hey I had Buff Bagwell on the Boochcast. Now I get a bigger brag, which is the fact that I get to manage Buff Bagwell, which means uh, I see him all the time. In fact, the time that I'm recording this, uh, I was just helping him out uh, earlier today. And then tomorrow after I get off work, I got to go back to his house and uh, help him 
out again. So we got a lot of other work that we're doing. So, you know, I, you know, it's just so amazing to hear this episode again. That's why I wanted to put it out this week because I wanted to have that moment out there for you guys to listen to so you can see kind of the first interaction between Buff and the Booch before we formed the bond that we now have today where Buff says things to me like, you know, I'm like one of his best friends in the world. And that's just like a surreal uh, thing to hear from a wrestler that you grew up watching on TV. Because that's really what it is. I went from being uh, a fan of Buff Bagwell to a friend of Buff Bagwell's to a co-worker with Buff Bagwell. Like basically working together to uh, be successful. And it's just, it's a surreal moment to look back on this interview and know that it started from here and got to where we are now where we're working shows together, we're traveling a lot, we're hanging out, we're talking, we're working together, you know, we have we have little disagreements here and there at times, but overall, um, we generally, uh, you know, care about each other in a, you know, wrestling brotherhood way, and we're both trying to make ourselves successful <laughs> in this crazy world of professional wrestling and entertainment in general. So, I hope you guys enjoyed this interview. If you want to learn more about uh, Buff, you can go to his website, MarcusBuffBagwell.com. That's the one-stop shop for everything Buff, the merch store, uh, his calendar, as well as where to find him on social media. Uh, you can go to uh, his so- his Instagram, which is at MarcusBuffBagwell. Uh, you can go to his Twitter page, which is at MarkBagwell. And you can also like him on Facebook or, be- or friend request him on Facebook, where he is uh, just Marcus Bagwell and uh, it's very easy to find you just search Marcus Bagwell and the profile picture is a picture of him with an American flag and forego in the profile picture and then the cover photo is a fan art drawing of the NWO and it says professional wrestler actor and spokesperson so you go there to uh, check him out on Facebook and of course if you want to book Buff Bagwell uh, for an event a wrestling event or any other event of that nature uh, you can email and call me. Uh, my email is nv, n is in Nancy, v is in Victor, b-o-o-c-h, nvbooch at yahoo.com. Or you can call my cell, and I've never done this before, but I'm about to do it right now. My number is 678-634-6672. Again, that number is 678-634-6672. That's the number and email you can reach out to, to uh, book Buff Bagwell for an event. And of course, if you want to check out some of the other Buff and Boochcast uh, interviews that I have currently posted on here and that I will post at a later date, all you got to do is follow the Boochcast. We are here on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, and Google Podcasts. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or you can become a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, you can like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash the Boochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content for you guys to check out. We just recently posted um, our, one of our YouTube videos just came out, which is a uh, Brian Pillman Part 1 of Dark Side of the Ring. That's right, the Boochcast Reviews, Dark Side of the Ring. We have our review of Part 1 of Brian Pillman currently on the Facebook page, so you guys can check that out there, as well as the uh, male soap opera moment that I did with the Wens. You can hear our predictions for Crown Jewel and find out who was right and who was wrong, uh, so check that out as well, and make sure you like the page to get more content that will be coming. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and 
videos. Uh, recently, uh, Elvis and Zach went to a Slipknot concert. Uh, we got some photos up there on the Instagram page of what went down. So check that out. And I'm sure Elvis and or Zach will share stories about that when they return to the Boochcast. Uh, and of course, uh, we are hoping to put some wedding photos up there uh, with John and his new wife. Uh, but I still have to get permission from the wife to do that uh, for social media reasons. Uh, don't get me wrong. She loves the show. But uh, for social media reasons, I may or may not be able to post them. So I need to get permission from the wife before I share those photos. But either way, follow us on Instagram for all, for other photos and videos that will be featured on the page. Also, make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel. As I mentioned before, we got Boochcast Reviews, Dark Side of the Ring already out. Uh, Brian Pillman Part 1 is currently on the YouTube channel. This coming Thursday will be Brian Pillman Part 2. So Part 2 will be coming out, our review of that. And then next week, we'll have our review of the ultraviolence of Nick Gage. All are coming out this week. Uh, we're hoping to have the other ones come out. We just gotta fix the collision in Korea and uh, hopefully we'll be able to do that and then we'll be able to have the rest of the episodes out to you uh, in the coming weeks. So for now, expect Brian Pillman Part 2 this Thursday, October 28th. And uh, make sure you guys check out next week the ultraviolence of Nick Gage coming out on November 4th. So make sure you guys check those videos out. But also hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified so you never miss another episode of Boochcast Views Dark Side of the Ring. Other new content that is up there, including our watch parties, our D&D one-shot, funny skits, all that and more coming soon to the YouTube channel. So make sure you guys hit the subscribe button. Check out all the content that we have up there. It's awesome. It's wonderful. You gotta see it. Also, make sure you guys are following us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next one will be Sunday, November the 21st for WWE Survivor Series. That's right. The Survivor Series is coming to the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. We will be live streaming our watch party on the Twitch channel. Not the pay-per-view itself, but our watch party. But we will have a special link in our on our Twitter page at the Boochcast that you can check out to watch the pay-per-view if you don't want to get a Peacock subscription. So you will have the option to check that out there. And also, our D&D show will be coming soon. We did plan on having it come out in October, but uh, John, I spoke to him uh, earlier today. He had some unexpected things happen uh, at his house. I will not go into detail about what they are unless he wants to share it, but let's just say there's been a major issue that has gone down. It is preventing him from being able to worry about any of that stuff right now. Um, I am. He's still trying to get together for Collision in Korea, but as far as returning for NXT and the D&D show, some of this is going to be put on hold till we can fix this issue. So bear with us. We're trying to get through it, but we promise you when the D&D show comes out, you are going to love it. Just know we are making preparations so that when we finally give this to you, it is going to be awesome. It is going to be flawless and you are going to love it. So just know that we're taking a long time because we want this to be perfect and we want everyone to be on the same page. So it's taking a lot of work. It's taking a lot of time. I know it's frustrating, but we are going to make this happen. I promise you. So bear with us is all I ask. And also you can support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support to become a supporter of the Boochcast. You can support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can contribute at. Prizes 
will be coming soon. The first level is you can contribute for a mere 99 cents per month. That's it. Just 99 cents. So if you don't got a lot of money to throw around, if you don't want to break the bank, we would never ask you guys to do that. Just click the 99 cents per month button. Throw us 99 cents every month. Help us keep the Poochcast going. We generously appreciate it. Also, if you got some expensive cash, go to the second level, which is $4.99 per month. The same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. As I mentioned before, a lot of you guys aren't fans of the Peacock. They kind of piss you off. So don't give them the money. Give us the money. We got better content than the Peacock, and we take better care of our fans. And, of course, we have the final level, which is $9.99. The same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. You can now take that money since you got nowhere to put it. They sold the network to Peacock. So instead of wasting that money over there, take that money and bring it over here. We got better content than the network anyway. And as I said before, we take better care of our fans. And you can pay with a credit card or with GPay. The choice is yours. But the best part is all the money that we make on this podcast goes back back into the show in some capacity. We use it to upgrade our equipment. We use it to bring in bigger name guests. We use it to pay our bills. And we also use it to take care of all the guys who work very, very hard on this show, on air and behind the scenes to make the Booch cast possible. So if you got a favorite co-host that works really hard and you believe they deserve to be paid for their efforts, well, anchor.fm slash the Booch cast slash support is how you make that happen. And the best part is with the money that's left over, we can use it to feed Zach ramen noodles and get him laid. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Booch Cast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby! Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. Eddie. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again. <laughs>